Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode 252. This is Russ, and we have a full house tonight. We have Aaron, we have Rich, we have Jim, and we have Daryl. <laughs> the dream team. That's right. <laughs> Some dream. Lydia, Lydia, have you seen Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. No. Eyes that folks adore so, and a torso even more so. <sighs> and then I say a Beetlejuice joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not. I guess we'll just get right into it. I don't think there's any news this week. I haven't really heard anything, unless unless there's something out there I missed that you guys are aware of. I'll tell you what, I um I had the privilege of actually watching cable TV this week weekend. Wow. I know cuz usually I'm I'm just streaming and, and stuff and they are promoting the living hell out of that Whiskey Cavalier show. The new uh the new yeah. show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. Lauren Cohen is at um, yeah. We we my my kids and I watched um The Force Awakens on ABC and uh it was, you know, they were scrolling at the bottom. They broke in with fake commercials that were about it. They are really putting some money in and some uh, promotion behind that a lot. So I didn't got a lot of uh, bus stop ads and billboards yeah. in my, my area uh, for that one. I didn't know Chris was on it. Everybody Hates Chris was on there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was the two of them at first, but I didn't, I didn't know it was like a team of them. Well, you got to get the you know the funky sidekick in there. <laughs> He's just probably playing the same character he played in NCIS. Well, like what was there was that show? It's such a obscure one. Uh, Undercovers from a few years back. That was a JJ Abrams show, and like Ben Schwartz was the like third man. Oh, I team. remember. Oh, I watched yeah. it. <laughs> I watched it. Mm. I assume you guys talked about Denai Guerrero leaving the show that last. Yes, week. we, we did. did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You mean any, uh, any predictions from from you, Aaron? Like we 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 pretty much said it. we're wondering if they're just going to use that as a vehicle to get her back with Rick. But then, what about Judith and Little Rick? Uh, uh, yeah, Little Rick that Little we've Ricky. we've spent no time with because who cares about the current characters, right? We got to focus on Henry. Um, I don't know <laughs> what the um, <laughs> what the exit strategy, what the kind of re- resulting thing would be. It'd be a shame to have her just ser- unceremoniously killed off. But they, you know, basically did that with Rick to a point. So who can predict what this show is capable of at this point? I have no idea. Yeah. The only thing I know is they're going to spend months every commercial break telling us there's only so many episodes till Michonne leaves. That's that's what I can do without. <laughs> I like once we have actual clarification on, you know, what's going on between the communities, which, again, That'd be a great thing to hear about instead of, you know, more Henry drama this week. But uh, once we get more, like, then we can kind of, I think, have a better idea of how to speculate what's going to go down. But, yeah, I mean, it'd either be flying to, in the helicopter to the 
land in the sky with Rick or go into Maggie's, you know, book club or whatever she's at. Like, you know, whatever, whatever these other outliers <laughs> societies are that exist. Like, Michonne on a motorcycle spelling out goodbye while <laughs> flies overhead in a helicopter. And it's a crossover with Norman Reedus's show. And so they exit her on the motorcycle in The Walking Dead. And then they bring the zombie apocalypse into the real world on Daryl's show. There's, there's another possibility, but it goes into where the comics are, which I feel like at this point I might be the farthest along, which is just surprising. You, you so, surely are, yeah. So, yeah. Which that could also connect to other things that are currently happening in some way. So I don't know. It, there's a, I, we, we need more clarity on where things are at between these groups and like what's going on with like Maggie to kind of, I think have a better understanding, but yeah, that's no, no, we need to spend time with surrogate Carl and his new crush. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I think this, this one might be a little tough to get, to get through. Um, so I guess we'll get, we'll get started. Season nine, episode 10, Omega. Um, and for the, I guess the big thing with this episode is it's a flashback um, of Lydia's story, and mm-hmm. as we'll find, there's portions of the flashback that are uh, fall victim to the unreliable narrator, uh, as we'll see. Well, I mean, that, well, it speaks to like oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It speaks to a lot of people who have like you know, um, abusive uh, relationships growing up and stuff, like yeah. they change the facts around they, you know, to suit what suits them and right. you know, change the story around. I mean, it was kind of reflective of that. And I appreciate that part of it. But, but yeah, as far as it, it was pretty much just a, a lot of flashbacks. Well, and the thing is, too, is I don't feel that the, that the show for those characters has earned a flashback. Like, Not at all. They, like, I get what they were trying to do, especially considering that we usually don't see anymore anyway, anything around the beginning of the apocalypse. But that is an interesting story as far as the origins of Alpha and all of that stuff. But, like, we haven't really fully met her yet, and we're getting flashbacks. We haven't met her at all. We we saw some person in a mask walk right. up. That's, yeah. <laughs> And we barely know Lydia, who said, like, maybe 12 lines of dialogue the previous week. Well, I, they are very proud of the get that they got for the who's playing Alpha. And, and I think they really yeah. think I think that they really feel confident that once that character is on screen, we as an audience are going to love her. And like, it's just a performance. So I think that's why they that may be. felt that they could put all of that in now and then I, th- I think they're kind of watering down one of the big strengths of the whispers i mean one of the cool things about the last episode and about the whispers is that they didn't explain it all you know yeah. you didn't know what they were after you didn't know how many there were you didn't know what their motivations were you didn't know why they would wear skin of a, of a zombie and walk around with them and stuff and this kind of explains almost too much for me you know what i mean it kind of takes that I mean, I don't need. I'm. I'm not saying that, you know, it doesn't need to be explained over time or whatever. But what I'm saying is, I, I kind of like the mysterious part of it, because as I mentioned last episode, I mean, or um, the last episode, I mean, we knew everything about the saviors. You know, when they were attacking and everything, we knew everything about the governor when he was. I mean, and with the whispers, we don't. It's, it was kind of an unknown. And with this episode, they, I, I almost feel like they played their hand too much. Like they explained well, watching, too much. watching the Talking Dead. There is a scene that they are very proud of, but when I 
watched it originally, it felt very, I don't know, it didn't feel so scary to me anymore. Watching the whispers walking up to the gate, it, it lost a sense of... Oh, yeah, that didn't stick out to me as far as it just felt like, oh, yeah, there they are. <laughs> yeah, it, it lost that sense of, of, of fear that I had watching them when the darkness, when they when they uh, attacked... Yeah. Uh, last episode. I'll uh I'll say this if the and I don't I'm not a fan of being like if I would have done it I would have done it this way but I do think there's a if you had just like had no flashbacks but Lydia explaining her version of what she knows about the the whispers like just not showing us that, that and then been. and then and then at the very end you have the whispers suddenly come up on them like that where we've not seen them at all this entire episode and then next week's episode actually does go into those flashbacks i feel like i'd be better prepared to get that kind of information and be more on pace with like seeing okay so now we're ge- now we're now we're getting this side of the story and suddenly we get a new version of it because we're hearing you know, where we're seeing a, the the true asset instead of the unreliable narrator way of doing. It. It's just I don't know the the whole idea of of putting us right in with the whispers and knowing what they are. It felt like the show already is spinning like a bunch of plates as far as Michonne and Carol and uh, Tara and like all these other characters, and then like someone tosses a basketball at you and it's like, why are we getting this all of a sudden? Like I don't right. know what like this. There's so many other things I kind of want to be concerned with because I care about these people. And they're like, here's the new characters now. Let's focus, not just them, the other newbies also, who go on their own really stupid mission this week. It's like, okay, there's a, there's a lot of this stuff that I don't think is working very well as far as its placement and in its delivery, especially on the part of the like the search for Luke. Like That stuff just falls completely flat when I could be spending more time knowing what's going on with these communities or where's the right. kingdom at or what's going – just so, like what's going on and- with – these characters we already know. Like, and if they, if they spread that out a little bit more and, and showed us what was going on with the other communities, they could let the mystery of the whispers go on a little bit longer and right. make them more and more of a threat. And I mean, I really appreciated the last episode, like how they're bringing the horror elements back into this. But if you're going to like over explain with all this exposition and flashbacks, you know, what's going on. I mean, I really, you know, like Aaron said, I mean, there's all this other, all these other plates spinning, you know, focus on those for a while and let the whispers kind of, you know, um, you know, simmer in the back in the background a little bit, and like you know, become more and more of a threat. And before you just okay, this is what the whispers are. Okay, we're explaining it all to you. Because they already falling <clears throat> falling into the general thing where you're yeah. just trying to like put their whole. You're trying to just, just share every single detail. Like they already the feel character. like a. I'm sorry. They already feel like a threat. Like th- right. Where, yeah. Like the saviors. They're talking all about Negan the whole time, and mm-hmm. they go from like Rick and the guy, the gang, just like wiping them all out to suddenly being like super stealthy secret trap setters. The whispers is like they did very little to have to make them seem like, oh, this is a force that I have to that they have to reckon with. Like this seems mm-hmm. scary. This is distant and new. I don't know where they are exactly. It, it doesn't feel inconsistent in the way the Saviors did as, a, as yeah, you know, you, a, an opposing you, force. Yeah, right. I totally think that because like, it's like seeing them outside in broad daylight, just walking down the aisle it just had it was such a weak scene for, you know for us to see them that way if and like if you're saying talking dead was proud if they're they're they explaining were. on talking Dead, they're proud of that scene is like i could see that if like we had multiple episodes building up to that point mm-hmm. but that's like 
I don't know, yeah, big, yeah. big poll. Like, that's like saying, like, look at this first scene of Heat or like where we put Pacino and De Niro together right away. It's like, well, there's a yeah, funness yeah. to having a big buildup of seeing both sides before that scene happens in that movie. Like, it's it's like, OK, we, yeah, there's the there's the whispers. You're talking about the it. diner scene? Yeah, the diner scene where it's like, you know, we, we've built up a good hour and a half before those two meet each other for the first time in the movie. It's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of buildup there. That's the best example I can think of offhand right away. This one, it's like, okay, so the whispers just walk up and say, Hey, we want a thing. It's like, Oh, yeah, cause they don't yeah. look scary. Just to have just, those few walkers just yeah. walking yeah. around with her and they're, you know, in the group, like it just, it makes them, the whispers look very small. Yeah. And whereas if they, if they spread it out, like Aaron said, and they'll mm-hmm. put a little bit here and a little bit there over as they you know, followed all the other characters that we already know and love, right. uh, it would have seemed like a much bigger threat. Yeah. Even if they had... like, look at this, look at this group of people. It's what, like maybe 20 whispers and we're dealing with, you know, the hilltop, which is a well fortified area that has right. bows and arrows all over the place and horses and all. It's like. You know, just just Daryl alone could take these people out in like a heartbeat. And he has <laughs> yeah, taken so that many like, people out like he has. So that's like, like if they had done it where the new people were out, you know, because they stupidly went out on their own and they had killed off the guards mm-hmm. and, you know, and sent a message for them to go back and tell the others, this is what we want. I think it would have been a better uh, way to to do it, and, and she's the one that did it. You know, like she's she's one of the ones that whispered she wants her daughter. And this Even is only the ap- okay. this is kind of the only appetizer of stupid of stupid storytelling this episode. Could you have the other thing with the newbies going out in the middle of the night? Yes, to go look for their friend in an area they don't know, yeah. <laughs> and then ten minutes later, later night go, to try- right. hey, this is probably a bad idea. We should go. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly, right. Ross. Yeah, we should have thought about that before we snuck out on the yeah, first night of exactly. with our yeah. new group that has welcomed us in Wolf yeah. And you argued with the one who didn't want to go, the one that messed it up for them last time, who learned her lesson, and then you <laughs> argue with her to make her go because you're willing to – now you're willing to give this up. Now, haven't you ever started to do something and then realized it was a bad idea? I kind of, I, I, I actually oh. kind of followed what they were, you know, it tracked with me what they were. Are you going to bore us about your ex-wife again? I think oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I thought. I get what you're saying, but, you know, uh, considering they had just gotten there, they're just trying to settle in and make friends. They don't know that area very well because they, you know, they've never been, and they want to try to track him at night. At night, Yeah. Speaking of flashbacks, let's flash back a few seasons. Do you remember when Rick and Gang first got to Alexandria? They acted very similar. I'm just saying that it tracks. I, I don't feel like we didn't point out those problems there either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 It just came off strange because the lat when they did it the last time and they were gonna break when when the one of them was gonna break protocol they were ready to just dump her. I mean they were ready to give up on her for doing it, and now they're like we ride or die now. No matter what decisions we make, I I, I think one of the things we're kind of jumping all, all over, but I think I think it it the reason we're doing it is I think this episode. Nine episodes in feels like just 
like the writing on this one just to me is uh, it's not you know the direction is fine mm-hmm. the acting is fine it's it's the the writing that just seems like when they pulled the script together for this episode i don't know if they just felt like hey we have seven episodes worth of of stuff to do for this back half of the season and we need to fill eight episodes so let's throw something together to to fill time i don't know i just it th- this episode just feels from a writing perspective like one of the worst that we've seen in a in quite some time and i'm yeah, surprised it, by this new show with this the, the it, falling it back is, to bad habits it is surprising i mean because it's i feel like the you know there's clear lanes in front of an audience that's looking forward to seeing these story these you know these, these characters at this time in their life play out and the episode decides to kind of shift into a completely different direction that i don't know if anyone really wants to see right now like i'm excited to see the whisperers i sure i'll welcome new characters onto this show but i've also just if I'm like a general viewer of the show, I'm still I'm still dealing with the fact that Rick is no longer the lead of this series, and five years is it five years five years have passed six. or whatever six years six years have passed where I don't know the new status quo of the people I've been following for mm-hmm. at least four years, if not more, and in some cases there are some that are a lot more. I mean, Carol's been the, and Daryl have been there from the beginning. I want to know what's going on with some of these folk before I start getting like hammered home with the origins of the people that I'm still kind of excited about because I don't know enough about them to have an opinion either way, let alone this completely new group consisting of, you know, a few random women and the music teacher. (laughs) Like it's, it's a, it's a lot for me to kind of take in as far as, Oh, so this is what we're with only so many episodes left in this whole season. This is what we're focusing on right now. I don't, I don't know how that's supposed to compute with me. Yes. You're giving me, well-made stuff because the show's production values are always strong and samantha morton's a very good actress so like those flashbacks are effective in the way they're supposed to be but the placement just feels all out of whack mm-hmm. it, it it all just does not come together well for me to be like well that was and it's 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 another like one of these extended episodes where like all of these are like 10 minutes longer than they need to be yeah it's like ah, oh, i i I don't like like yawning during the show or like feeling exasperated by the fact that like I'm still sitting here taking notes to write about it. It's like why did you end earlier? Why how many Henry whining scenes do I need before we end this episode? It, it's funny. So uh, you know, I've got a bunch of notes. I've got a few pages of notes. But I I think given that we've kind of hit around to you know, to bits and pieces of it, I I think we could probably boil this down into into three beats, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, we could talk about all the flashback stuff. Where what it all boils down to is, we, we you know, beginning of the episode, we start flashback at the beginning, the the outbreak, the apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, is just happening, and it's Lydia and her father and her mother. They're in this basement. They're with a bunch of other people, um, and you know they're listening. The emergencies declared, so they're not going out. They boarded up windows. They're all they're all down there, and right away you could tell there's. There's some in the story she's telling because she, you know, this it's broken up all throughout the episode where she tells the story, and uh, you know, at first it, it kind of paints her father in a in a really bad light, you know, mm-hmm. but but a little back and forth where, you know, the, the whole thing with the beard, right? Like he's growing the beard and he he shaves the beard, and the mother's like, "Why are you doing it?" And he's like, "This is what you like. This is not what I liked. So now that everything's gone to hell, we're gonna I'm gonna do what I want to do." And you know he shaves his beard, and um, but but then they they juxtapose that with you know him 
really taking to Lydia, to his daughter, and singing to her and trying to comfort her. Um, and we don't really we get a, we get that from her mother also. So again, we can kind of see where the story is getting mixed up, right? Like where she's telling you know parts of it where the, her mother is the is the caring, loving person, and her father's kind of a jackhole. And then she starts to mix up other parts of it where it puts it, it kind of reverses a little bit, but not too much. Um, and early on, we see you know when she talks about her father, she says he's weak. And you can see that it looks like he's been, you know, his neck was bitten, uh, and he's he's just laying there. Um, mm-hmm. And and as the as the story goes on, uh, we, you know, we find that the that guy Matthias, who um, who kind of freaks out, uh, you know, again in another flashback sequence, he's freaking out. He he's stir crazy. He wants to get out. He thinks he can get away, and he goes to claw his way out. And uh, and Alpha Lydia's mother grabs him, throws him to the ground, and just basically tells him he's weak and he's not going to go out there. And she ends up uh, cracking his neck and killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then shaves her head. <laughs> well, that's what you do when yeah, you're empowered. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I mean, you guys were talking about Samantha Morton, who I generally really enjoy as an actress. I, I really liked uh, what she brought to... Uh, Minority Report is one of my favorite Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. Um I, I really, really, really like Minority Report, uh, and I thought her performance was really solid. I'm not digging her as out Al- as Alpha in this in this series. Oh, really? Like, I, maybe um, I'm the I'm the only one, but I'm just I'm just I, not digging it. I don't I'm know if it's telling you now, Russ. I'm warning you. Enough to make an opinion, really. Yet. The showrunner for this is really, really. I mean, the way that they talk about her. Because um, she has won awards and stuff, and I've seen her in other things, and I've, I've enjoyed her in a lot of stuff. But I mean, they're they're talking Negan like the way the way that they talk about her already. I'm not feeling it. Like I mean, you will love her performance when when she's out. I wasn't. I'm not the biggest fan of Jeffrey Morgan's Negan either. So it's <laughs> that falls on deaf ears for me. <laughs> but it's a different kind of character too, where it's not as sure. There's a charisma that Negan's supposed to have that carries him where this is supposed to be more of like a a leader type, but still has kind of an introverted thing going on, but can use that to her advantage. So like, there's, I don't know. It's different, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to the walking dead as far as getting a new get, but like I do. Yes, I do think she's a very good actress and what she's bringing so far to this from what I've seen. It's like, all right, I, I get what the show's trying to do with this. That's not really my beat it based off the comic. I wouldn't say that was my read on the character of like how I would kind of like imagine the alpha to be um, mainly as far as the kind of the twang and the accent. <laughs> but um, It's like I, another British person that's way overcompensating on the Southern accent to me. Yeah, I don't know, that, maybe that's that what's sticking in my head. Yeah. Fair. The accent threw me off a lot. Having, having lived in the South for the past 35 years, almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who says you're some kind of authority? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, know much about accents, but I can tell you this much. I may she, not be from the big city. Yeah. But. She does the accents that we all from the you know, the living cities pretend that you all have. Yes, yes. That that that's what's kinda weird about it. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little over the top for my for my tastes. Um She could have stayed British for all I cared. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they don't say specifically she has to have a, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll just say this <laughs> is a 
this is a comic book TV series, and it's about a character that chooses to wear a zombie face on her head. So I don't know about if sure. over the top is like really going to bother me too much of these kind of people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there's yeah. Just something, and maybe maybe as the season goes on, as the show goes on, maybe my opinion will change. Maybe maybe I'll I'll, I'll get more accustomed to it. But I don't know. Right now, it's just I don't know. Maybe if it's cognitive dissonance. Maybe in my <laughs> mind, I I think of of that character a certain way, and she's portraying it in a way that just isn't sure. isn't, isn't with my brain. Um, hey, Negan grew on me, so you know. <laughs> well, I did like I did like the scene that they showed for next week with between her and Daryl. I did like that. So, and. Yeah, like I said, we'll see. Maybe maybe my opinion can be changed. Um, no, you make your opinion now, Russ, and you stick. <laughs> my opinion till the end of time, Shelby. Um, yeah, don't you know that's the way the internet works? Of yeah. course. You have to make a hot take now and then stand by it for the rest of your life. For the rest of your right. life. And if you dare change your mind, somebody will find find the footage and throw it up at you. That's right. Um can't Usually in context, people, come on though, it's always fair and balanced. I think that's how it tends to work. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't grow as a person. Come on now. No. Um, so yeah. So you know, inevitably, what happens is they don't realize because this is the early days that they've stayed insular. They don't really know what's going on. Um, Matthias comes back from from the dead as a zombie, and it's portrayed as. Um, because Lydia was going near him and he went to attack Lydia, her father jumps in to save her and he's bit by zombie Matthias. And that's, and then from there things go crazy. Um, and, and as the story plays out, once, once Daryl kind of confronts her, um, about some things, she, she kind of recants and basically says, well, that, this is the story that's been told to me so many times. I actually started believing it myself. And again, it, it kind of gets to your point, Jim, about abuse and and how people can can kind of make their own reality and and kind of you know change things to to protect themselves. I think Daryl, uh, I mean, being an abused kid himself, kind of sees that. You know, as we go sure. on, like like I mean, I'm not I'm not jumping into your synopsis or whatever, but no, I mean, no. we see we see Henry talking to her. Yep. And then Henry's like kind of falling for it, kind of gives away some stuff about his own thing. And then Daryl's like, yo, 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 get out of there, you know. And then he comes in and you kind of see where he has more of a deeper understanding of the fact that, yeah, okay, sometimes, you know, I, I've been abused too. I fit the facts, you know, like I made Merle out to be a big old hero and, and my, my, you know, role model, even though he treated me like crap my whole life or whatever. So he can definitely relate to this uh, on some level, I think, and pairing those two characters together made sense to me yeah, anyway. and from and from Dell's perspective his abuse went on much longer than than hers mm -hmm. has i mean daryl was was a full adult i mean it was really un until this apocalypse started that he was still being treated that way so right. it's only it, you know recently that he's kind of come into his own and kind of snapped the cycle for for himself um, i don't i don't dislike the pairing between them because yes there's obvious you know connections or what have you I, I'm not a fan of the delivery of some of this dialogue. I mean, we talked about the writing being a weak point, and Daryl's a grown ass man, and so like having like Lydia and Henry like poke at him about like his history of abuse and stuff, it just feels so like, why are these little kids trying to psychoanalyze this person right now? Like it just it it feels almost yeah. reductive as far as how they're addressing him and talking to him to kind of get him to like open up also, where it's like this guy's not gonna, this is not how this would happen. Like none of no. this makes. 
it, it, this feels like reality to me. And yeah, I, you, I know I just you wouldn't automatically jump to that conclusion that Daryl had an uh-huh. abusive it, background. It yeah. kind of seemed like you could tell what they were going for, though. Uh huh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the writing wasn't up to it. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I totally agree with what Aaron's saying. I mean, the writing. I mean, they're like, they're trying to like, hey, you know, maybe we can you know strike a chord here with this and that. But but the writing wasn't strong enough to really carry that and make it believable. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like yeah. I, I I know I just talked about like the show is based on a comic book and it's going to be over the top. Like so it's it, it it's being true to itself to a degree. I just I do think there's room for improvement. And this isn't you know a CW teen angst drama as much as those shows work for what they're doing. This is. It's the Walking Dead. Like they're adults. Yeah. Like they're, there's a way to relate to each other in a way that feels more, I don't know, natural and organic, based off the show that this can be compared to this kind of watered down version of what I'm being given. Uh, that said, I mean, the D- Daryl, you know, Daryl's the lead at this point now. Like him and Michonne are like the basically the leads of this series, and this is very much a Daryl heavy episode. And I can appreciate him, you know, taking on the reins here. Like he does a good job in like the kind of, you know, seeing Daryl speak so much this season is like a bit yes. jarring. So it's yes. like yes. Ha- having him in this role where he's like taking on interrogations and playing good cop, bad cop and doing all this. Like this is a lot of Daryl and like Norm Reedus, he's doing the job. Like he's earning the t- whatever $20 million paycheck. Yeah, you can never have too much Daryl. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling us that all the time and I don't know if I agree. Uh, fine. So, do you, to me, it was a little clear that the whole beard shaving thing, and then the beard, like, like he has the beard, he's 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 shaving the beard, the beard's gone, and then at the towards the end of the episode, when when things go south again, the beard is back. Beard's Obviously, there. she's conflating him shaving the beard with the mother shaving her head, right? Like for mm-hmm. sure. It's yeah, the same, like, job. shot, too, like, as far as the positioning yeah. of them. Like, right. it's, it's using the same, like, angle and everything to show, like, this is her in the mirror versus him in the mirror. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that that was pretty decent execution, but it's still that whole flashback stuff didn't, it was hollow to me because, I mean, we meet, we see her face, her actual face for, for the first time in the flashback. That just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't add up to much as far as like if there was supposed to be some kind of mystery, it feels like it's been diluted heavily at this point. Like, I don't, you know, the 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 whisperer stuff is like, okay, that's neat and ambiguous. I don't know what to expect. Now we're getting this flashback of a person that we're basically going off of. We're, we're a TV audience that's well aware of people being cast on these shows. Like if I was watching, I don't know if I was watching this like in a vacuum. I'd, I don't know how effective this stuff would be at all. Uh, and being a person that knows that, like, Samantha Morton's been cast in this role and that, like, you know, you guys, some of you guys watch Talking Dead or whatnot, you get clips or you get previews or just watching trailers for upcoming episodes or all this stuff. It feels like there's – the show doesn't know how to, like, present this whole thing and make it have a, a weight that it seems to want it to have. Yeah. So to kind of finish off the flashback stories you know there's a conversation with daryl and henry and lydia and they finally get to the to the root of it again that the like i mentioned that the whole retelling story and we find out in the end that that zombie matthias wakes up things get a little crazy the father wants to take lydia with him um the mother is basically saying look we need to like it's just us like the three of us these people are all losers and we need to get out of here 
and she's she's wanting them to go and the father's like no i'm i'm you know, that that's that's not the plan here and he he tells lydia to stay there he's going to go you know clear the way or whatever and uh at that point the mother goes after after her father and uh and ends up kill- so it it turns out it it wasn't a, a bite like she used the knife on him like daryl had her stop you know the story and she she just flat out killed him because she thought that he a she she felt he was weak and b that he was going to take uh, her daughter away from her um and wouldn't be able to protect her like she could so it's this weird weird dynamic uh between the the whole mother daughter thing and whether she's truly protective of her daughter and we see obviously at the end of the episodes you know Lydia said you know they they're not coming for me they're they're you know that's not how they were nomadic if somebody gets lost or somebody you know is is left aside it's because they're weak and the rest of us move on they're not coming for me we don't confront groups you know all this other stuff and i took what she said at face value at that point like i i think she fully believed that i don't think that was her trying to pull a fast one on daryl and uh, and henry uh, but we see at the end of the episode obviously that that they're she's coming for her now that comes down. I mean, we don't know enough about the relationship between the two of them and the time that's passed since she was a little girl to being sure. the age that uh, you know this present version of Lydia is. Let alone Lydia, you know that's a, <clears throat> and you know this as well. Like, I mean, a, a teenage girl feeling that her mother or her parents doesn't you know love her the way she thinks she does. That's pretty common. So it's sure. like she could yeah. she could think that in her uh, in her mother's eyes that she's weak, but her mother actually believes in her more than she'll ever know. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's all right. It's all there waiting to be explored more, I would presume. Was, sure. was it weird that in the flashbacks that that window seemed to be the only way people could get out of that building? <laughs> yes. Like, they kept going into that damn window. It's like, aren't isn't there a door like somewhere? They're like, oh, we got to unboard the windows. That's the only way we can get out. <laughs> That's kind of how they like to do it, though. It's usually when they have these little scenes of people right. being trapped. That's, that's, it's usually it's just, one way in, one way out, so that they can have uh, the the... Uh, necessary fight, and maybe you have to kill someone by accident. Yeah, um, it just all. I mean, like what dudes like going to the windows, like, "Hey, we're in here, get out the window." And then, like yeah. later on, she's like, "Oh, we got to get out of here." I guess the window's the way to go. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take this knife and, yeah. and pry these boards loose. I mean, as uh, what Brad Pitt <laughs> says in Glorious Bastards, don't fight in the basement. They're crapped a basement. And even, yeah, yeah, even yeah. Uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Dude knew that too. He's like, don't go, don't go down the basement. That's a stupid idea. Stay up here. Like that just well, that's to be last resort. What, what, what does he say? You don't fight in the basement because you're in a f-ing basement. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much, like I said, the flashback scenes. Interspersed with this, the the kind of the other element to the story is the fact that what much like at the end of the last episode. Daryl is using Henry to get close to Lydia to find more information. And so we find out a little later that Enid and uh, and Daryl and, and a bunch of the others have literally been taking shifts to listen in and see what kind of intel they can gather off of Henry talking to Lydia. And at one point, Henry talks about the kingdom and how far away it is and how many people are there and Daryl freaks out and and runs in and and pulls Henry out and he's like what what you know what are you doing you you can't you don't know who she is what she's doing you're you're telling people you know you you have family there your family is there your friends are there 
Um, you can't, you can't give that away from, you know, and, uh, yeah, this I don't get for somebody that spent his formative years in the apocalypse. He has no idea how to live in the zombie apocalypse. It's like this part is stupid. So this part, I I saw some people, uh, you know, on, I think it was on the Facebook group. They were kind of ragging on Henry, uh, quote, ragging on Henry and the writing to me, this is the part of the writing I had the least problem with because, Henry's still a kid. Henry's a teenager uh, and sees a female and somebody who he thinks is vulnerable um, and and thinks that Daryl's just being a hard ass because he's Daryl at this point and that he this is just he treats everybody this way. And so for him to try – and again, the whole concept of them trying to bring people into their, to their uh, communities to try and grow them and, and grow as people – I didn't really. It didn't really bother me that they wrote Henry that way of him giving giving that giving that information up. Like that's I, I don't know. For me, that didn't that didn't bother me. I, well, I would, I, I would agree. I don't think it's the the weakest part of this story. Um, uh, and <laughs> Henry's got so many problems just as a character. For me, that's, yeah. that's what gets to me. It's just, it's not even it's not the fact that he does it. It's just my whole like regard for him as a person. I mean, for one thing, he's been living with carol like the most trained in all of this so he should know better but that's neither here nor there he's got love jones for enid and that's not working out so he's going for this one now whatever uh, but i think the bigger problem is that we're well aware that this is supposed to be carl like this is carl in the comics sure yeah. and, I, sure, and i think sure. do having that and already having that history and everything like the choices that the writers could have made if they were able to service him instead of this nonsense I think would feel a lot more organic or there could be more potential to make that just flow in a way that like fits where like, like at the end of Carl's life, he was like, come on. What's his name? The doctor. Uh, Sadiq. 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 I was like, it's not Saeed. That's lost. Uh, no. Come on, Sadiq. <laughs> you know, we, we, we accept people here and we care about like that kind of, like he used to be deadly, but now he's kind of this like welcoming soul type of thing. Like I think that works for Carl. For Henry, I don't know Henry. I like all I know is Henry's seemingly bad at things because the previous episodes have shown him being very bad at things. Um, so and we just like, had a thing of him being uh-huh. the he's one in that jail because of the bad thing he did, <laughs> right? And he but but he's someone who understands how dangerous it is out there. Like we mm-hmm. just had it where he was the kids that are that have lived inside and he's had a different experience being one of the kids who remembers how bad it was before that, like to switch it now where it's like, he doesn't understand how dangerous it is anymore. Um, because he can't forget the saviors, what they went through with the saviors. So for him to be, it doesn't work for him to be that careless after we've already seen, he was beating hmm. up people on the bridge, like when we was when he was a little kid. Yeah, and we've already <laughs> seen, like after we've already seen him go through this transition of you know the angry you know person of, of and wanting revenge and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't make sense that he would be the kid that would fall for it. Like I could see a kid that lived inside all their lives and they haven't dealt with any of those wars yeah that but they she's had. another kid too so this isn't like him being distrusting of adults a kid like, with killers though like she yeah. they're part of the group that killed jesus right but again he, he, he hasn't seen that though I, I mean i get i get i i see yes, both he sides hasn't, but he's seen war though like i understand seen, yeah yeah 
I understand that. I and I I don't disagree with you as far as how the show's choosing to deliver this stuff. I I, I think it's understandable based off his character that this is what would happen. But I, I do think there's a better way, just like I think a lot of the things of this episode, there's a better way of getting to that point, getting yeah. us there. Uh, but Daryl has – the, the important thing Daryl says to to Henry at this point is like he thinks maybe she could come around. But it, it it's not it's not Daryl that's going to show her the way. It's going to be – it's going to be Henry. Like he kind of – he plants the seed in Henry's head. So so when we get to the point where he lets her out and lets her – he says, oh, I'll let you out for a little while and walk around. Immediately the first thing you're thinking of is, okay, she's going to whack him over the head the first chance she gets and run away or and, – and tell her people or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and and I, the initial thought is, oh, stupid Henry again, right? But Daryl planted that seed in his head that he he, he might have the ability to kind of – get her to that point. So when he does let her out and they start walking around, I didn't really, again, I didn't really criticize the writing at that point because I think they, they set it up. Like if, if, if Daryl hadn't said what he did to Henry and Henry let her out, then I would have thought, okay, that's just crappy writing. Um, but, but with Daryl planting that seed to me, that, that was kind of the, the loophole. Sure. Um, and of course, they start walking around, and she finds a hammer, and she's about to whack him over the head and run away. Because again, at, at that point, I think for her, it's like the training—not not her training, but her her nature kicks in. You know, just just how she's been her whole life. Um, and then she hears a baby crying outside, and at that point, she kind of snaps back. Um, see, seeing the the mother care for the baby and the baby crying kind of took her back in the moment and that's when she tells Henry no you need to lock me back up like I need to be back in the jail like it's one she, of those she realizes it. one of those convenient amnesia flashbacks that you have sure sure yeah um the other the other uh big point with with the whole uh Lydia Henry Daryl stuff is Daryl realizes that she's been abused when when they have the kind of that little bit of a scuffle outside the bars and he grabs her arm and he sees the lashes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he has the, the switch, the, the tree branch and she kind of, you know, uh, backed away. And then Daryl starts putting it together. It's like, wait a minute. Like you said, your father was abusive and, and you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but yet he's dead and you still have these marks. And so Daryl's starting to put it together at that point. What's, what's really going on. So the two of them are starting to, and that's when she kind of starts to loosen up too. So they kind of keep having these interventions back and forth to kind of, uh, get her to come to grips with what's really going on in her life and, and what's really happened to her up until this point. But, but again, in a hour and 10 minute episode it just seems like between the flashbacks and and this interrogation stuff it just seems like an inordinate amount of time no yeah this episode felt endless to me like it's yeah. like this is no, like, I'm, I'm with you yeah um and i mean those are the really the the kind of the high points of of those two things and then the third thing that's going on is this whole bit where at the beginning of the episode it's tara it's magna um you, you know it's the whole group they're out looking for um, they're all looking for Luke and Alden and then they realize, you know, they, they, they end up going back to the hilltop. Um, well, b- before that, they, they come across 
a group of walkers that are that are eating this horse, uh, and when they start looking at it a little closer, they see that the horse like this isn't them where they tore this horse open. This this horse has been slit open with a knife. It's been it's been cut open. Um, so they're like, whoa, this is something that was done on purpose. And so again, these things start not adding up. And and after the fight with in the graveyard with Jesus and everything, they all get a little more cautious and they go back. Um, and then that, and then we get to the point where the, the core group, you know, cause they're worried about L- Luke and, you know, they have a bond and they care about each other and, you know, Magna and Connie, Kelly and, and, uh, and Yumiko, they, they go, they decide at night, they're going to go out and look for Luke. And they, they really want to is- know what happens between, uh, Grimwald and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Jude Law. Uh, they want to know yeah. the end of the story. Uh, they need to look back. This is the part of the episode that I really had. A, this just seemed nonsensical for for them to sneak out. I mean, granted, I guess it's easier to sneak out at night because it's it's harder for them to see you actually leaving. But for them to go out, mm-hmm. they sneak out. Um, they they get out in the woods. They they end up coming across a walker. They kill it, and they the realize dark. that they. I'm sorry. Huh? In, they go out in the dark. Let's, yes, let's in not, the dark. That because, yeah, we'll be able to track him so well in the dark, in the woods we don't know. With flashlights. Sorry. And then, yeah, and they actually find... I, I rolled so hard during this my eye, that I hurt myself. I hurt my yeah. eyes. I'm just yeah. like, what? Why? Uh, why? It just yeah. it made no sense. And then after 10 minutes of being out there, they realize, yeah, this is really dumb. Like, we shouldn't do this. This is stupid. Let's go back. And we'll and we'll come back in the you know in the morning when we can actually see, and Kelly kind of has a breakdown um, because you know Luke didn't didn't leave her and uh, you know and so at that point her and Connie decide they're gonna stay and look and the other two can go back so yeah let me tell your two strongest fighters mm-hmm. that that they can go back and you two who have communication issues and, and, and everything else, exactly. you're going to be the ones that are going to stay and, right. and look for your, your fallen comrade. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, like that makes, that makes no sense. If, if they were so desperate to go out in the middle of the night to go find their friend, the two strongest fighters are never going to agree to leave no. two more. No unprotected in the dark after yeah. already being attacked by a zombie to go find another one, one of their people that, that, that is missing. Like it just by for eight, nine, 10 years or however long the apocalypse has been, you know, they had, they had Luke's smooth uh, history of music to go with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about yeah, yeah. Uh, so to me, that just seemed like, that's, just, I just was like, this is, man, like, I have, this hasn't been, the writing hasn't made my eyes roll this bad in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, daylight comes, uh, Yumiko has, and, and, or uh, I guess it was Magna, has a conversation with uh, with Tara, because Tara's kind of the lead dog at the at the hilltop at this point, and... And she said, she tells Magnus, she's like, look, if you're going to disobey my orders, at least wait till the daytime and come do it to my face and don't just disobey my orders and sneak out. Like that way, at least I know, you know, we could talk about it. I know what's going on uh, and you're, and you're not just out there on your own. And at that point, um, she realizes, Hey, I'd had two of my people go out and keep an eye on you guys. Like I knew you were sneaking out and I had a couple guards go out and keep an eye on you. Uh, and so, 
uh, they see the guards come back and uh, Kelly and Connie are there. Now, why they let Connie fall so far behind <laughs> that she she can't uh, she can't hear. This was so confusing to me. I couldn't understand. Like, how did they get to this position where, like, they're separated like this? It's so like yeah. it felt so contrived for the sake of like. Yeah, right? They're like, right? It's Yeah, it just like, it seems like one shot, they're all like together. The next shot, she's like in the corn. I'm like, what the? Yeah. F-? Like, it's, it felt contrived to the point where it's like, they just need this for whatever next week's going to happen where she like yep. tries to attack them or something stupid goes yeah. on. Mm-hmm. That It feels like a giant setup for whatever we're going to complain about on next week's episode. Yeah. And I didn't realize that both those characters were deaf. I thought that the one was deaf and the other sister sistering. No, it's just, it's just the one. Yeah, it's the one. Well, on The Talking Dead... They're, the the one the other woman has a has a hearing aid. Yeah, she so she wears a hearing aid. The the with the short hair. Right, Kelly. Um, yeah, and yes. she um, she for those certain scenes she took her hearing aids out so that she could experience. I I forget what she said on Talking Dead, but or what they were talking about. Yeah, I'd forgot. I didn't realize that she was she was deaf either until she well, that said that on the. I could hear that in the voice. Where I'm like, wait, isn't? Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. I feel like the the detail hasn't been ground into my <laughs> into yeah, my no, consciousness enough for me to kind of understand that. I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't catch nope. that either. I'm I'm too focused on Luke's uh, you know music teaching skills. That's, that's <laughs> yes, my, my issue. Well, that's um, my thing too. That's disappointing is because I like Fogel. I love that actor, and like we're just not getting enough, in my opinion. I want to see more of of his character. I mean, he's he's going to help us find out what happened between Grimdewald and uh, Dumbledore. So I mean, <laughs> it was I'm telling you, it's a big part of this. You don't want to know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the uh, Connie and and Kelly get separated, and we find out it's because the uh, the whispers come come uh, strutting up like it. It's so it's just jarring. You know, they they're always usually. They're always usually they, they seem to travel with other walkers. So to see mm-hmm. them just kind of uh, breaking their 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 act or whatever and come rolling up like they are. And Alpha doesn't have the fake head on. No. She's, you know, she's fully bald head at this point and rolls up and, uh, you know, wants wants her daughter back. They even make a big scene of showing her walking through the group. But when it's a small number of people like that yeah it doesn't feel impressive no it's not and and if you figure to these whisperers and the way that lydia's talked about them is they the way they they have survived is using the walkers to kind of do their bidding like mm-hmm. i don't see the this group as an elite fighting machine whereas the people at the hilltop have literally been through war and know how to fight and right are skilled right at it. You know it, these it, these are people that are you know throwing knives with precision and and uh, and slingshots and they can hit these these walkers in the head from you know fifty yards out. Well, yeah, there's there's no stakes here because they don't know that they have Alden presumably have Alden Luke somewhere. They just right. think, okay, yeah. this is just that group of people that killed Jesus. We should take them out immediately. I'm thinking, take the shot. I'm, yeah, I'm like, exactly. I don't even know why they're sitting there. It's scared. Like it. It feels like they're told to react in a very fearful way, but it's not earned for them to be that I scared. Just, 
I just feel like they're totally blowing it with the Whisperers. I really do. I mean, I'm, they are. They, they could have really like built them up to be something that we could have been afraid of and been invested in that fear and, and, and them as a threat. But instead, they're just kind of. They, I don't know. They're just kind of taking the wind out of the sails of it for me because they're falling into that that thing of we have to explain every bit. We don't think that as an audience you will get it if we don't explain more. And. and I- it, it, and kind of boiling it down to we need one like alpha, literally alpha leader to kind of be in opposition again where, yeah, that's a way to take the whispers, but there's more to them than that. And something I really mm-hmm. liked about the beginning of this season was how it didn't feel like it was going to rely on a Negan like figure or a governor like figure yeah. to kind of propel the drama. I like the idea of the whispers existing here and yeah, they had the leader, but there's a way to kind of incorporate them into the background or incorporate them as a, a side threat that's not greater than the, you know, communities at each other's throats type of thing or the politics of the communities. Like, that to me is, that's at least something fresh. Right now, The Walking Dead feels like it's about to step right back into things that made it feel less fresh. And, and I, I'm and dumb, and we get, you know, next week, you know I, we know where things are going based off the comics. Like, there's a way to take this that I think could benefit. And I, I hope it kind of, you know, scales back on the Whisperer presence compared to what this week is ending with. Uh, to kind of, you know, right the ship here. I was so happy that they're bringing back like a horror element to the show that's been missing uh-huh. for so long, and now they're just kind of taking all that away, all in one episode, and it really is bothering me. So, yeah, uh, I'm just very disappointed. I wonder though if it is it is it part of it is they hired this actress and they paid them this money and they feel like they have to use them more. I don't By think showing it's showing a background about, you know, like this backstory. I think they're working with the idea that we haven't accomplished it. I mean, it's not it's certainly not a popularity thing. It's not like Samantha Morton's like, oh, my God, we it's not like Jeffrey D. Morgan. It's like we got, you know, Jeffrey D. Morgan has been in you know a lot of pronounced things and has a very big personality and people recognize him. Samantha Morton's a character actress. And that's not to put her down, but it's the same. Time. It's not like the anticipation for Alpha, even though, the you know, the posters certainly played up the whispers. But it's not like the presence of this actress is suddenly going to raise the stakes on The Walking Dead as far as its ratings go. I, I I do think it's like, okay, we hired this person who's very capable. Let's give them a lot. Let's give them a lot to chew on. And they've certainly done that. I just, I think they're a little confident in the story, in the, in the, in the writing of their story and the structure they have so far compared to how it's coming off in the final product. And I'm aware that, you know, we'll get to the Buster ratings. That's there are a lot of people that really like this episode. I'm also aware there's a lot of people that didn't like this episode. So, I mean, it's, we have to kind of see where it's going to go from here. But yeah, as far as like bringing her onto the show, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's hope that that takes a better shape in the weeks to come. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's, that's so that, I mean, that's where we get to the end of the episode. I, like I said, I, I seem to have taken a lot of notes on this episode and I think just because it was kind of bouncing around. Um, but when you kind of reduce it down, it was, not a whole lot happened, even though it took a long time to. Yeah, I took less notes than I normally do. I took like half a page. I normally take like a good. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I, I had w- I had more notes for this episode than mm. I did last episode, and I don't know if maybe it was just because I was just trying to make sure that like if if something really paid off at some point that I would I would have something to go back to. But um, I guess we could talk about our. Uh, I guess before. We talk about our Buster ratings. Uh, we can do a word from our sponsor. So our sponsor is DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Um, go there now. 
buy a bunch of stuff, you'll get 30, 40, 50% off. Right now, all DC and Marvel hardcovers and tradebacks are 50% off. You like The Walking Dead? You can get every form of The Walking Dead that you can possibly think. Single issue, trades, compendiums, um, hardback, nice bound book. Uh, that's for us. Um, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, and at their sister site, InStockTrades.com, you can get 30, 40, 50% off of all kinds of trades through, if it's being published, you can probably get it there. Um, they have uh, toys, uh, statues, trinkets, t-shirts. If you're a nerd, you know what you see at a comic book store. They got it only cheaper. Check them out, dcbservice.com. Excellent. Uh, and we thank them for our for their sponsorship of this podcast. So let's talk about our Buster ratings this week. Uh, so, Aaron, since you were you were not here last week, let's uh, let's start with you. <laughs> this is a, this is a low one, guys. I, I'm at I think like two Busters. Like I I just I wasn't into this episode. <laughs> like it's way too long. Yeah, yeah. It's way too rickety as far as the stories it's trying to tell. Uh, I I like the. Like the material in the flashback stuff is well done, but I just feel it's misplaced in this season. Uh, the the noobs, which I'll refer to them, as far as Magna, Yumiko, and Cotton, that's just easier for me to boil it down. I think their stuff is all ridiculous. I can't really. Henry's really low on the list of characters that I don't need to see uh, living in The Walking Dead right now. So good luck to him. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I there there's. Not a ton of praise I can find for this week, and the la- and even if they're, even if in a lackluster week, the last thing I want to be is bored, and that was a, the biggest issue I think I had. I was very bored with this episode. Rich, yeah, um, boring. Bored is a good a good way to describe it. Uh, it wasn't so much that I was like bored to tears or anything. There was enough little interesting tidbits here and there to keep keep me going but i'm like is this episode almost over yet i had no idea that it was going to be a little bit of an extended one or any of that i think that like aaron said this whole flashback thing was misplaced i think that what they're trying to tell us the story isn't terrible but this was not the way to reveal it um overall I'm hoping that there's stuff that's planted in here that we haven't noticed that's going to pay off later, and then we'll be like, oh, okay, that episode wasn't that bad. But for right now, I'm at two and a half busters. Daryl? Yeah, yeah, I'm at at two for this one, too. Um, It's just, I I didn't need it. I didn't need the backstory of Alpha. Not right now. Um, I didn't want to see the whispers like this in the dark and the in the light. Uh, walking up as a group, I thought that, that was off to me, and I didn't. I thought they would do better with the with after Judith. I thought they'd do better with kids uh, with how they're written. Henry right now is like a step back, and uh, I'm already to, I'm already tapped out with Henry. And I know he's supposed to be the Carl, but they could bring back old Carl for as far as I'm concerned. It's I'm, like he skipped physically six years. 
bounced, but mentally he's still the bratty kid. That exactly, it's like I can't, I, I don't, I don't feel anything for for Henry, um, except for how dumb he was to give away their position. That really bothered me. That with that many lives on the line and how much he loves his his adopted mother and father, that he would just so recklessly give away their information like that. Even for even because you're going through puberty, I get it. We've been there, but uh, I just, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that scene was was right for what the character's been through previously. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just two out of five for me. I'm gonna make it a hat trick with Aaron and, uh, and Daryl. I give it a two out of five too. Not only boring, but disappointing. Last episode had so much potential, and the, you know they've really built up the whispers and like, oh, you know, and all the and all the new ads and everything. Oh, here come the whispers. Get ready, you know. And they really had a real chance to do something a little different, and they kind of just blew it with this episode. There's just so many missteps and bad choices. I mean, no, beyond the beyond the boringness that they they um, alluded to, the the fact that they're kind of showing their hand this early, kind of blowing whatever mystique and, and mystery the Whispers might have had in the second episode that they've been, you know, pretty much, you know, introduced in. Um, and again, you know, Daryl makes a good point about the dumb choices that Henry made. We, we you know, we made fun of the dumb choices the noobs made, going out in the middle of the night for no, you know, real reason, uh, and then realizing 10 minutes later what a crappy idea it was. Just so many missteps this episode. I was just very disappointed. So two out of five for me as well. I will give it two and a half. You're a charitable man, Russ. Yeah, I, you know, but even still, I, I, you know, which is a fifty percent, which is is not good. This is this is one of the lowest episodes I've rated in a yeah. long time. I've, I've been sure. pretty, the group yeah. average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been pretty charitable. I think uh, with even the episodes that uh, I think as a group we've kind of ranked. Yeah, you've a been little the good lower, parent, but. Uh, yeah, uh, but this one, yeah, I just, it, I don't know. It just, it, there wasn't enough good to offset the the, the bad, really. Um, you know, again, I think the best stuff is is we're getting more Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always great. Is, is a good thing, yeah. And I think there's again, there's potential here, but I'm at this point, I was I was begging to know what was going on with the king. Yeah, um, I, I think I was even more interested in what was going on with Rosita and her um, soap opera <laughs> uh, baby, baby daddy, daddy drama uh, than, than what was going on this week. So, yeah, we'll see what's going on. I, I saw the preview for next week, and I, I think uh, I think there's maybe some increased tension next week, and I think we'll find out what's going on in the rest of the world. So uh, I'm hoping that next week will yield a better result. But we also have a great Facebook group. Uh, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast, uh, where you can give us your thoughts on uh, this week's episode, which many of you had, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, I also appreciate everyone. Uh, the episode was a little late posting last week. I apologize for that. Um, I had some some work stuff, and just it was a it was a rough week to try and get an edit done. We had a couple audio issues to 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 contend with too, um, and it just made it late. So. Uh, this week should be smooth sailing, and as you're listening to this, it should not be Friday. Uh, so uh, I, I I always like it when people post and say, hey, where's the episode? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel bad that it, it's not out there, but it makes me feel good that people care. But Mr. Jim uh, Hi, that's me. I'm Jim Dees. And tonight your, uh, your Buster Ratings are brought to you by Ginger Whiskey from Rebel Yell. Oh, my. It's delicious. 
Um, evidently, our listeners thought a lot uh, more of this episode than we did. Uh, they gave us much higher ratings than we did, starting off with Mike Jones. With the five Lydia tattoos out of five, Lydia's flashbacks were better than Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, the episode had me so pulled in, I lost track of time. He yelled at the TV when it ended. Daryl, Henry, and Lydia interacted very well together. Can't wait for next week. Hmm. Our Katie Levesque, 4.5 out of 5 original recipe busters. Those were always my favorite flavored busters as well, Katie. Uh, loving the character development with everybody good and bad. Intrigued to see what lies ahead. Glad to have you guys back. The podcast is great. Well, thank you, Katie. That's so kind. Uh, Dre Irvin, I am too busy with college to accurately explain how much I'm loving the second half of the season, so I'll just say this, I love it, it's so good. A lot of extra O's there, so I hope I did, I hope I got that in, uh, across. Uh, Susan Monk? Yeah, you were one. Oh, I'm sorry. Take it out of petty cash. Uh, <laughs> Susan, Susan Monk, 4.5 songs that remind me of Breaking Bad out of 5. I was worried about how they would do the whispers in the show, and I see there was nothing to worry about. They are creepy and scary, maybe more than in the comics. Hmm. Uh, Brent Jones wrote in, three annoying teens out of five. Whisper is good, Henry bad. And I just can't connect with Magnus Group. I'd like to, but just don't care. And how many people have made it eight years into this and still make stupid decisions like using flashlights? Might as well just set off a flare to let every bad guy know where you are. What's happening in Alexandria and the kingdom? Good question, Brent. Uh, Carrie B, uh, Perry B. Beck, uh, 3.5 bad southern accents out of 5. Last week's was so good, and this was just blah. Why did they spend so much time getting background on Lydia and having a break only for Alpha, for Alpha to show up doing the exact opposite of what was said? On an uptick, though, good for Tara for knowing that people in her group who are descending your orders are just going to listen. Uh, Mark Richards, four out of five magical regrowing beards. Um, referring to, I I think we. It's funny on the, uh, there's a little bit of a thread here, and they they thought, oh yeah, because Mike Jones even said, yeah, there was a continuity error where Lydia's dad had the beard again, and I think they might have. Uh, I think our interpretation was he never shaved yeah. his beard. <laughs> she was conflating her dad shaving his beard with her mother shaving right. her head. They, they might have missed that, the people on the thread there. Um, Richard Chopper, Cherry Charrington, Marathon Man and Lover of Coors Light. Uh, 4.5, quickest re- beard regrowth, or was it longest regeneration of a walker out of five? Another great episode. That's all I need to say. As was said on last week's podcast, it feels like a horror show once again. P.S. As asked last week, I haven't had a proper beer but yet, but still loving Coors Light. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, we're sorry too, Rich. Uh, Neil Jamal Stewart wrote in with 4.5 Alpha Omega flashbacks out of 5. Really liked the episode, thought it was well done. There were some of the regular Walking Dead bad writing choices, of course, i.e. having four skilled survivors venture into the dark woods with walkers and not walkers on the loose and no viable trail. But uh, that aside, Joe using his uncovering BS detective skills and Alpha Lydia's backstory were really cool. Good episode. And we end with Rob Cook, 4.5 alphas out of 5. It's great to be back and ha- having have now watched episodes 9 and 10 back-to-back. Fantastic stuff. Loving how they handled the whispers. Was a little surprised that Alpha wasn't wearing a mask, but when you have an actress of Samantha Morton's caliber, you you understand why. She's going to be the best thing to happen to the show in years. In other news, I can't get my head around how much talking we are getting from Daryl. I guess that's what happens when you head up the cast. Top work so far. 
And as Russ uh, said, if you'd like to join the the, uh, the Facebook group for the podcast, we would love to hear your uh, opinions on the episodes and read them on the air every week as we do. Uh, so, you know, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Excellent. 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 Um, so thanks, everybody, for leaving your comments. Uh, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Uh, and... You can find all of us here on the internet. Uh, Aaron, where can folks find you specifically? Uh, You can find, let's see, I do write the full reviews for every episode over at WeLiveEntertainment.com, which I do post on the Facebook page as well. Um, I also write plenty of movie reviews over at WeLiveEntertainment, and all my stuff ends up over at my personal blog, TheCodeZeke.com. I co-host a podcast with my friend Abe called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases, and we have a lot of bonus episodes coming as well. We we do commentaries every month. We have some Oscar specials coming up as well. Uh, so yeah, that's on iTunes. And I want to plug one more thing. Just it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. It's just really good. And because we're talking about Walking Dead, why not? There's a horror documentary uh, called Horror Noir. Um, that's on Shutter, uh, the like streaming service that's like exclusively for horror movies. Um, it is a really good doc that goes over black culture and history throughout cinema history. Um, and how that's affected um, horror films in various ways. And you get a lot of great interviews and a lot of great clips from old movies and what have you. So I just really wanted to sh- shout that out. Uh, I, just, I don't even have Shudder. I, I just started the free trial because I wanted to watch it, and it's really worthwhile. So if you're a horror fan, that's a very good documentary. Yeah, I ended up getting Shudder because of the Joe Bob Briggs uh, content that they've been putting out. I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of good stuff in there. I'll definitely have to check that doc out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Daryl, where can the folks find you? Uh, yeah, you can go to uh, Taylor Network of Podcasts, or you can uh, follow the Taylor Network feed. Uh, we have uh, a new DC-focused uh, podcast and a new Marvel-focused podcast, so you can look up uh, DC All-Stars and look up uh, the Marvel Mix uh, uh, podcast and uh, as well as Gotham by Geeks and Nothing's On, which uh, has Russ on Gotham and and Jim on on Nothing's On. So, can uh, catch me there. Cool. Like the man said, every week I'm with uh, him and uh, Donnie Salvo on Nothing's On, talking about your uh, general TV and movie news. Uh, with a lot of humor and a lot of fun. Uh, we recorded very early on a Sunday morning, so we're kind of slap-happy and goofy. Yes. Uh, so that's why we get that loose tone. But it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's a good way to get your, you know, your movie and TV news with some commentary on the side. And, you know, Donnie knows some insider stuff from being a professional comedian. And, you know, Daryl's an international man of mystery, so he has a lot of opinions. You know it. Uh, you can also check out my work on oldmagicgaming.com. Every Friday we post a new RPG podcast, uh, either the Great Old Ones, which is the campaign that's been going on now for just over a year, or our latest one, Crown of Queens. Uh, we have uh, professional voice actors in the cast now. We have uh, uh, background music, sound effects, all kinds of cool stuff going on. turns into more of like a radio play than just a, a regular you know, recording of somebody's D&D game. But that's available at oldmagicgaming.com. New episode every Friday. I, let me just say, Jim, you were on our uh, Sin City commentary too. On oh our- yes, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, and if you it's like, it's always great to do the the commentary tracks with with you and Abe and, and Brandon and uh, whatever other assorted geniuses you get uh, uh, together. But yeah, we just did a Sin City commentary, and that that was great. That was a, it was a lot of fun. I love doing those, always. Cool. Rich, 
Yeah, uh, pretty much uh, any of the social media at Chubtoad01, um, and then here on HHWLOP. Cool. Yeah, and for me, uh, like Daryl mentioned, Gotham by Geeks, uh, and then just keep an eye out on HHWLOD.com, uh, and you can find stuff that I do uh, as well. Um, so thanks, everybody, again for listening, um, and until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, some people... Ain't meant to be parents. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Russ, 